Hey guys, it's me, Jenna Hartley. Welcome to Heart to Heart. This is the place to be if you want to be inspired, be empowered, and find ways to embrace the strong woman I know you already are. So buckle up and let's get ready to discover our inner badasses. Hey guys, I'm Jenna Hartley. Welcome to Writer Wednesdays, a weekly chat with my author friends. It's a chance to get to know some of the writers behind your favorite stories, as well as hopefully discover some new to you authors. Um, today's guest is Stacy Travis. Hey, Stacy. Hi. Um, Stacy writes contemporary romance novels with strong female characters and the men who love them for their badassery. When she's not writing, she's probably dashing about in running shoes and complaining that all roads seem to go uphill. Or she's on the couch with a margarita or fangirling at a soccer game. Stacy lives in LA with her husband, two sons, and a poorly trained rescue dog who hoards socks. <laughs> that is true. Sounds like you have a very full life. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, yeah. I like it that way, but yes, there's always a lot going on. Yes. Um, well, I know that uh, I had read on your Instagram that you were looking or you shared about, I don't know if you participated in this book scavenger hunt that's in Los Angeles. Oh, yes. I, yeah. Works. I mean, it was this sort of cool thing that my son actually came home with, an, with a web address and said, you have to check this out. I know you love books. And so I logged in and I think it's supposed to be kind of a, a meetup, you know, what they're trying to encourage is like people who have the same book love or the same love for a specific book might all end up at the same location together trying to find that same book and then you know lo and behold you meet and you make a connection but I, they're just getting it off the ground so the couple times that I've gone looking for books there hasn't been anybody else around but I did find one I was kind of excited that's really exciting yeah, yeah um great my, my series currently is set in Los Angeles and one of the girls is kind of uh, works in the publishing industry and goes to some of the cool bookstores there and so now I'm like oh before the series ends I might have to add in this you know scavenger hunt thing because it's yeah. really well I fun. think they're going to keep it going and there mm -hmm. aren't that many bookstores so yes it's good that people are at least embracing books yes yeah we have um here we have like this kind of rocks thing where people will paint rocks and leave them at the local park um yeah. and that's like new that. to us and it's really fun because my daughter's very young and and so it's I mean I get really excited about it honestly and if it were a book I'd be insanely excited so yeah yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I love that well um I guess you also seem to love Paris from what I can tell from I do love Paris <laughs> I I went when I was in college and I didn't know what I was going to find when I got on that plane because I'd never really I don't even know if I'd been out of the country at all um and I just sort of over time kept coming back to I mean I had taken French so that was you know something that I was I probably knew I was going to go at some point <laughs> um the reason I started taking French was I had my aunt who is my so my mom's sister lived in Paris. She went after college and I sort of romanticized her days there. Like she went as a single woman and then she just got a job and stayed and stayed for six years. And I thought that was great. And when I was in elementary school and she was living there, we, I was, she was my pen pal and I would write to her and she would teach me little French words here and there. And so of course I started taking French in school. And so that led to, I have to go, I have to see what this is all about. And it, it's such an amazing romantic city. And I do feel like if I had a prior life, I probably, it, I was probably French. I probably lived there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I noticed you'd, you'd set several of your books there and I was going to ask like, you know, where that love comes from, but obviously, you know, you kind of dove into that. I've been there um, twice on brief trips, but it is a really cool, magical place that I hope like after COVID and yeah. everything that, 
it will be able to retain that special. Vibe. I know. I hope I, I will get to go back. I think it will. I mean, everybody's in the same position where we're just waiting for things to reopen and to return to normalcy. And I follow some of the bakeries and the places mm -hmm. that I like to go and, you know, they shifted to delivery and they shifted to however they had to, you know, do it to, to keep things going for all their patrons. And they have tables really distanced and, <laughs> you know, everybody's trying to just to keep, you know, keep a little bit of that alive. Yeah. But um, I think, I don't know if we talked about, so I, I had had a different career before I started writing romance. And part of the reason I, I thought that it may, maybe could work for me was I thought maybe I can do this. Maybe I can write about some of the places that I love and I, it'll give me an excuse to go there. So I started with Paris. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's almost like, a, I mean, if you could travel to all your, your romance destinations yeah, right? one day, be, right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Is Paris top of your list? Or I, I noticed that you had a post on the Shetland Islands, um, which also looks amazing. Oh, well, that was because of those cows. I don't I know. know if you've seen those yes, cows yeah. with like the bangs. They're yes. so cute. So I do. I, yeah, I'd like to go there. Uh -huh. I, but specifically, I'd like to see those cows. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've seen kind of a similar animal in New Zealand. Um, I don't know if it was that type of cow, but it was, it was a very funny looking, almost like a yeah, Muppet really like cow thing. Yeah. It's uh -huh. really funny. Um, well, that's fun. Yeah. I think yeah. we all have a bit of more, even more wanderlust than we may have normally had. So, exactly. oh yeah. Right now I would wander anywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wander off. <laughs> um, well, that's incredible. And I, I noticed that you also um, like a lot of background music while you're writing, which interestingly enough, the artists that you listed, which spanned from like U2 to Billy Joel to Taylor Swift to Led Zeppelin, um, I imagine, well, it's, it's interesting to me because I like to write to music, but it has to not have lyrics, but it seems like all of yeah. your music has lyrics. So how does that um work? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, because I, I definitely, I need to not have words in my head when I'm really focused on writing, but I sometimes I listen to something just even before I start just to get kind of a vibe of what I'm trying to like what I'm thinking of or maybe the location that I'm thinking of and so it, if I don't listen to it while I'm actually putting the words on the page it's at least inspired by kind of you know the vibe of a song or an artist and sometimes if I listen to it quietly enough so that I'm not really hearing the lyrics I can I can make it work but I agree I'm the same way I, I, I can't be distracted really by by anything. So yes. <laughs> it's a fine line. Interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't really, I mean, there are times, uh, so I really love Dua Lipa who has lyrics mm -hmm. in her songs. Um, and the book that I was just writing, I, I feel like I should just dedicate it to her because like all of her songs, somehow the, the themes and the feel of them very much related to like what the characters are going through. So it's yeah. funny. Cause I wasn't I guess I wondered, do you have playlists on your website or anywhere that you share with these songs that kind of inspire? Um, you know, it's funny. I haven't put anything up on my website, which I should do, but <clears throat> my most recent book, which came out actually just a little bit ago, mm -hmm. um, I did put a playlist in that book because it was, it's set in the past tense when the couple meets there in high school and they have sort of this high school day together where they, a lot happens and they sort of fall for each other. And then they're very estranged and then pick up in the present day. Mm -hmm. And so it just felt completely appropriate because some of what they are doing when they're in high school is like they're driving around in the car and they're listening to music and some of the <laughs> lyrics resonate, you know, for one reason or another. And there's a lot of music in the book and a lot of references to songs. And so I felt like that had to have a playlist. And now that I put it in this book, I'm feeling like all the books need to have a playlist <laughs> because they they all feel like that the music just adds to them. It adds to the 
the characters and what they're about and what they like. And so I, I feel like, okay, I have a new, yeah, I have a whole new, you know, Project. rubric of what I'm going to do with these books when I go forward. That's fun. Yeah. I have a few playlists on my website, but I feel like a number of them were actually kind of driven by readers who had created the playlist. And I was like, oh, I love this. And so I would like give them credit and then make the playlist on Spotify. But yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. like my own musical tastes are very kind of limited. And so it's fun to see what the readers pick because they might be into like country Western. I don't listen to a uh -huh. lot or whatever. And so that's maybe the only area that I'm not super fluent <laughs> yes. in. I, I don't love country. I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not related to it in yes. a way that has made it, you know, super personal to me, mm -hmm. but my musical tastes are all over the place. Like you were listing. I mean, yeah, I like Lizzo and I like you too. And I like Led Zeppelin and I like Bruno Mars. Like I'm, <laughs> it's, I'm really all over the place, but it's just, just, it, it all hits me at different times for different reasons and it, in different ways. And so I, I embrace all of it. Yeah. I think except for the country Western. I'm except working for <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe you'll find an appreciation for it, but yeah, to each, each their own right yeah. now. Um, well, one of the, the posts, you have some inspiring posts and one of them was, if you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. Um, and I feel like for, for women, especially, this is kind of a, a lesson, you know, I was listening to some podcasts and different things earlier this year with badass women, um, which you like to yeah. write and I do too, kind of about like, you know, this, this whole thing of stopping asking for permission or just like granting it to yourself. And so I guess yeah. I wonder, like, how do you live that in your own life? Um, well, so my background way back, my way back background is that I went to an all girls school from six, from seventh to 12th grade, which had its highs and lows. There were times where I desperately wanted to be around boys and it was, it was too much, but I, what I got from it, in addition to some phenomenal female friendships that I still have to this day was we were always kind of pushed forward with the idea that we could do whatever we wanted to do because everything about the school was what women were doing we were we were the athletic teams we were in the math classes taking calculus or whatever there was it wasn't it was never skewed toward you know the boys are doing this and the girls are cheerleading it was always about what we could do and what we wanted to do and we i felt like we had great female role models and so it never really occurred to me back in those years to even have limitations and it it wasn't until a little bit later when i started working and started realizing okay in the real world you know, people have perceptions of what women can do. And there are actual real barriers when you, if you decide you want to have kids and you have to juggle. And I mean, there are a lot more complexities that, you know, weren't part of our, our curriculum when it was all about like, what's, you know, what are we going to do? And we we're going to just push that glass ceiling away. So I had to kind of balance the, what I knew, what I felt like I knew was true of myself. And then what I found to be true of, of reality and figure out how to make those work. And I feel like it's a constant battle. I mean, I, I start with the objective and I start with the, you know, we're breaking glass ceilings and don't stand in your own way. And then I get bogged down like we all do with self-doubt and disappointments and bad writing days and whatever it is that comes along. And I have to, you know, prop myself back up and use the tools that I know. I, I can go for a run and I can feel a little bit better. And, and I have those tools in my toolbox. So at least I know what I sort of need to do, but it's the, it's a struggle. I mean, it's a battle. We have to always be kind of, you know, pushing forward and, and casting off the doubt and all of the, all of the people saying no, because they're there. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me. I I went to always a, a public school where it was boys and girls. And it's interesting because I never really thought about like what it would be like to go to an all girls school and how that might influence your perception of um, being a girl and what girls are capable of. I feel like, you know, where I went to school and maybe it was more my parents, you know, just I never really the way that they spoke to me, I never felt like there were any limitations because of, of being a girl. And, you know, being a girl mom, I think about that a lot and like into the stories I write. And I guess I wonder like, if you could go back, do you feel like you appreciate having had that all girl experience, even though you kind of had that rude awakening in a sense later on? Or do you feel like, you know, you would keep your experience the way it was because you, you had that amazing experience with all these girls. And yeah, I do. I mean, I wouldn't change it. I feel like it, it is sort of, it's sort of informed who I am mm-hmm. and I actually have boys. So it, it's funny and people find it funny sometimes that I'm still such a cheerleader for women and what women can do. And they're like, yeah, but you have these boys. Are you, what are you teaching them? And I feel like the world can only be better if they're aware of the same message and we are all pushing forward. And so I don't feel like they're mutually exclusive, but, um, I, so I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it differently. And, you know, I think the rude awakening is just part of it. If, you know, I think everybody has that it makes me stronger. I just, you know, yes. Keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing to me is whether you're a boy mom or a girl mom, like still kind of teaching the same thing, whether it's, you can do anything or also just, you know, um, approaching these issues of equality to, to, both boys and girls, right? Like there are mm-hmm. issues boys face that, I mean, I, I would want to tackle if I were a boy mom. And I think, you know, I want to teach my daughter, like, well, it's okay for men to be in touch with their feelings. Right. And yeah. they should be like, anyways, um, that's a whole other topic. I felt yeah. like I had so many questions off of your, your, everything you said that was so wonderful. And I'm trying to think through all of them, but, um, I think that's a great experience that you had. And it, yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I have talked about it in sort of in my my pre-romance life. I did a lot of um, women-oriented books and projects and other things. And so I feel like I've been kind of talking this talk and sort of walking this walk for for years. And now I'm having to kind of um, dovetail that experience with writing romance. And it, it, it sort of manifested in like, I don't think I will ever be able to write a female character who isn't who isn't smart and who isn't sort of self-actualized doesn't mean they don't have flaws. We all have huge flaws or small flaws or whatever flaws we have, but, and so, and they can be nuanced and they can have, they can have a really soft side. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're, you know, they're hard as nails, but it, it has influenced the way I think about the female characters that I want to write. Yeah. I definitely feel that too. Um, I feel like the, the women I, I write sound very similar to yours, right? And that they, they're they all badasses in their own way, but they have issues, mm-hmm. right? Like one of them might have issues, um, have a have a hard time um, expressing the things that she needs, like especially at work, but then like throughout mm-hmm. the course of the story becomes more empowered and, um, you know, confident in doing that. And so I think it's a great message. And that's why I love romance. I'm guessing maybe you do too, because of the chance to, you know, explore these characters and empower women through stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it is fun to write. I mean, <laughs> having done other kinds of writing, I will say like, it's definitely, it's fun. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Same. Um, well, before you go today, I have to ask um, what three things you're thankful for, for those who have read my book, Unexpected. It's a nanny single parent romance with a twist um, because he's the younger nanny. 
Mm -hmm. Um, anyways. And so every night he asked the little girl that he nannies for what three things she was grateful for. Oh gosh, there are so many. Um, I mean, I could give you sort of the, the, like off the top of my head, I'm grateful for coffee. I'm grateful for (laughs) my running shoes and I'm grateful for hot water. I never take a hot shower for granted ever. I'm always really happy about that. And then on the bigger scale, I'm, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful that I have, my kids have five grandparents all alive. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And, um, I'm just, I'm grateful. I live in a place right now that has a blue sky. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Stacey. It's been lovely. You're so welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So where can readers find you? Um, Tell us your Instagram bio, your website or wherever is the best. Um, Yes, I'm all over the place. They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. I have a website and um, my books are are currently wide and um, on uh, Kindle Unlimited. I have some in both. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very accessible to all. I can give you those details and we can post them. Great. Yeah. And it's Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, Travis, T-R-A-V-I-S. Um, and is that where your website is at Stacy Travis? Yes. Okay, great. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. That sounds great. And I'm sure there are links in her Instagram bio and I'll be posting all that information as well. So thank you again. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. Thank you. Until next week, this is Jenna Hartley. Cheers to love, laughter, and happily ever afters. Stay true to yourself and keep sharing your gifts with the world because we need more women's voices like yours. Thank you for listening, and I can't wait to see you again. Like what you hear? Hit that subscribe button. Uh, Share it with a friend. The more empowered women we have, the stronger the world is, the better we'll be. Thanks.